0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged and empowered by the message you are about to hear. How many people would say, "I feel rested right now?" Two people. That's kind of what I thought. I, I was going for a number of somewhere between 50 to 75 percent of us, probably are struggling and, and, and words like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm at rest." don't normally come out of our mouth, something like, I'm tired, I'm busy, I'm smashed. I found myself, because I try not to say that, you know, I've made a conscious effort not to let that be the first thing that comes out of my mouth, but I found myself chatting with a friend just the other day, and I said, I'm wrecked. i just have one crazy, you know, 10 days just boom, continuously, one after the other, and it was just like, I'm tired. I'm really, really tired. And I wonder if a lot of us find ourselves in that place, not of rest, but actually of just sheer exhaustion. And yet we see the, the good shepherd, he leads us beside quiet waters, he makes us lie down in green pastures, he refreshes, he restores our soul. Now we have got to remember that work is a gift. Work is a gift, but also rest is a gift. When God created the heavens and the earth, he declared all of these things were good. He created mankind, male and female, he created them. And he said, this is very good. So the the creation takes place. Adam goes to sleep and wakes up. But God doesn't say, let's get to work. He says, now we rest. The, The first thing Adam experiences is from a place of rest and worship. God instituted the the Sabbath for a reason, because he knows we'll just carry on going. We'll work ourselves to death. But he says every week, in the cycle of a week, stop. Pause. Don't fill it up with, with a whole lot of different things, but rest and find rest and refreshing in me. What are we like at taking our rest? You know, when I break the Sabbath, when I when I say I'll just work through, I won't take my day, I'm effectively saying to God, I don't trust you. I don't trust you to get everything done. I don't trust you that all the things that need to be done will be done because we're too busy, right? We're too busy to rest, but, but are we? I, I think a lot of people will probably end their lives too early because we've worked ourselves to death rather than having that balance of rest. And, and I haven't got this one right, not completely, working on it but it's something we must prioritize and the right kind of rest too can i suggest that 12 episodes of a of a netflix series is not really rest i know i'm, I'm speaking to some people here <laughs> no pro, i i don't have an issue with it but if that is what we think rest is I don't think we will be in a place of rest because it's not good for our heart and our soul. Now maybe some of the stuff you're watching is but not much of it is, let's be really honest. Every now and then, but do we know how to rest in God and enjoy him in our time off? Uh sometimes people say to me it's just a busy season. And a number of years ago, probably 10 years ago, I found myself saying, it's just a really busy season, just a really busy season. And then I thought about it. It's been a long time, and I've been saying it for a long time, that it's a very busy season. Now, in the natural, God gives us how many seasons, everybody? Cool. Fantastic. Those that, just a bit of interaction. How many seasons? So how many weeks per season? (laughs) 12. I think my math says 13. Uh, I'm pretty sure so so a season in the natural is 13 weeks where things change things end new things begin right so maybe just maybe in the natural and the spiritual seasons might fall in a similar category if if I'm saying I'm busy and I've been busy for six months and 12 months and two years is it a busy season or have I developed an unhealthy lifestyle where I'm so busy so busy so busy that I'm not learning how to rest. If that's the first thing that comes out of my mouth, then I haven't learned how to rest. Now some weeks they're just full on and you are busy and you're tired and that is true. But at the end of those weeks, if we don't stop and rest, guess what? That accumulates into the next week and the next week and the next week and then all of a sudden we get these three or four weeks holiday that we work so hard for and then we're sick for two weeks of it because our body finally catches up on us. Come on, the laughter tells me that that's true. You stop and it takes you four or five days just to detach from everything you do. And we find ourselves going, can I do this again? I have my holiday, but did I really? do I really feel rested? Or I've got to go hit this again for another 11 months before I get my weeks again. Have we learned how to rest? Jesus, our good shepherd, knows when we need to rest. And the words he makes me does not imply a forced rest, because God doesn't make us do anything. God gives us choice. He still gives us choice. What he does, he makes me, is is the preparation. He prepares for us. He prepares for us. The words makes me, he prepares a pasture for us to find rest and sustenance. He knows what we need. Remember last week, we, we learned that the good shepherd; he provides for us. He provides all we need. We are—we have nothing that we lack. When David wrote, "He makes me lie down in green pastures," the language he chose kind of speaks of the sprawling out on the grass. Have you done that before? You remember as a child, you just kind of sprawl out on the grass. Have you done that lately? Have you actually just sprawled out on the grass and just that—that that, that sense of just soaking into the earth and just breathing and enjoying the sun maybe you're a beach person just lying on the beach and enjoying that but 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 have we have we learned to be in that place of that sprawling out and rest which says everything's under control god i trust you i trust that you you'll make it all work all the stuff that i don't know i'm going to just lie down and rest right now because that's just what my body my soul and my spirit needs i think it's the same uh, that attitude, that understanding is what, what um, David also wrote in Psalm 4 8. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone. O oh God, make me dwell in safety. How many people know that sleep is so good? How many people struggle to sleep, if we're honest? I really felt to just, just encourage those that where sleep is actually a real challenge, that you go to sleep, but your mind just, just doesn't shut off. And God, right now, I just ask by your grace and your mercy that those struggling with sleep would lie down in peace and sleep, trusting that, God, you have got everything under control. God, I pray for those that haven't been able to sleep, that even, even from tonight and moving forward this week, they would find new rest, that they'd put their head to the pillow and they would put all of their problems on the bedside counter. And say, God, I give that to you. That you would find rest that would restore you in your physical, in your emotional, and your, your spiritual state in Jesus' name. If that's you, please receive that. Would you walk in that? Would you rest in that this week? So, a question we can ask ourselves have I learned how to rest? Do you know how to rest? Have we learned actually how to rest? Do I know how to rest with Him? And I'm not going to prescribe what that looks like. I'm not going to tell you what it should look like. But what it should be is moments where with there's, there's just the ability to hear His voice. So it could be through His Word. It could be through prayer. But listening, sometimes it's just doing nothing and meditating on the, the goodness of God and knowing who God is and meditating on His goodness. Just thinking about how good God is. That's a great place to find rest for our souls. You know, good shepherds they do more than just simply address the current needs of the flock. They actually have to think in advance. There's a science behind farming. Uh, now, I I haven't farmed. I never have. Uh, I've, I've been on farms. I've, I've spent a little bit of time. Um, but you don't just find a you know a pasture and then just throw some sheep and some cattle in there and and just then hope that everything will be okay. You know, everything is scientifically broken down. Every field is, 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 is at the right level and the right height. The grass is at the right height to then release the, 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 the cattle, the livestock into there to, to get the right nutrients. And if you don't manage that right, there's a deficiency in, in the production of, of, of the farming. And so the shepherd goes ahead and prepares. And you think what it would have been like to be a shepherd in Israel so much of that sun-scorched land. They would have had to have even divert waterways in order to, to get pastures just simply to grow. We live in such a lush country. You know, when drought comes, we, we freak out. But we, we've seen so much rain, there's no, there's no issue with that. But imagine being in a climate where just growing grass is a challenge. And so the shepherds would go ahead even years in advance, probably say, well, I'm going to need that much space, and I'm going to need that much space, This is what God does for us. I believe God goes before us, and he prepares places and times of rest. Now, if we're wise, we'll follow the leading of our good shepherd, and we will take that rest. We will enjoy that rest. If we're foolish, we might just carry on walking past that rest into the next thing that we have to do. Let me ask you, has God offered you a place of rest, but you haven't taken it? Would you go back before him and say, God, I'm sorry. Can I find that place again of rest? The second thing this morning, and as the team come this morning, as I said last week, we're going to give opportunity over this series for people just simply to meet with God. That at the end of the message, people can come and just just present themselves to God, to the Good Shepherd. The things that you lack, the things that you're longing for, the things that, that, that you need in your life, the Good Shepherd would provide everything that you need. And we're going to give that opportunity again today as well. But my second thought is my Good Shepherd leads me to a place of refreshing. The, the, the second part of it is says, he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. There are days I find myself tired a little bit lethargic. You know, sometimes that might even produce a bit of a headache. Now, before I go to Dr. Google and find out what's wrong, I ask a very simple question. Have you drunk any water today, Mike? The normal answer is no. Now, I'm not saying every medical condition is solved with a glass of water, but I reckon there's a few that would be. I I think there's a bunch of us that are continuously dehydrated. And we actually just need the physical water in our bodies. In our physical bodies, did you know that, that males are made up of 60% of water? Females, 55%. And an infant, 75% of an infant is made up of water. So in the physical, water is really, really important. If we don't drink water, they, they say, you know, probably some of my body size, two liters of water a day. That's what I should be consuming. Some days, I'll, I'll go through a day without... I'll drink a couple of coffees and no water. I mean, what an idiot. I mean, seriously. My, the, my ability to think, my ability to do the things I need to do could be drastically improved if I just drank the water that my body needs. So if that's in the natural, what about in the supernatural? What about in the spiritual? If, if God is offering us water to drink... And we walk right on by it. How foolish is that? And then we we look at our world and the the weight of the world is on our shoulders and we find ourselves crying out to God, God, why have you forsaken me? He says, I provided a place of rest. You didn't take it. I gave you water to drink and you you didn't consume it. And, And I wonder, just wonder, if sometimes we just need to have a lie down and a glass of water in the natural, (laughs) but also in the spiritual. The very idea of restoring our souls is where God leads us to quiet pools of water that He's prepared for us. He knows what we need and He provides it for us. You know, Paul describes the Word of God as, as, as water. Husbands, wash your wives with the Word of God. The Word of God is like water, His presence. His presence washing over us, in and through us. And what the day might rob for us, from us, we can find restoration. Every day do you find a place of rest. I mean, every week we must, but every day. I, I remember right at the beginning of our journey in ministry, someone said, you've got to withdraw weekly. Sorry, you've got to divert daily, withdraw weekly, abandon annually. So the, so the things that you do, the things that are your work, you have to divert daily. Meaning that can't be your every waking moment and thought. But I wouldn't say divert from, I'd say divert from work, and I'd say lean into God. Be in that place where you would receive everything that He has for you. Uh, when we choose to surrender to Jesus, our good shepherd, we are cho- making a conscious choice to go beside still waters. Unfortunately, it's not as easy as it sounds. Sometimes I still like to be in charge. Anyone else still like to be in charge? God, I'll do that, but I've got a few things I've got to do first. He goes, but i prepared it for you now, Mike. This is the time I know you need it. How many people know as parents, we kind of know what our children need more than they probably do. Isn't that the same with our Heavenly Father? That He knows what we need and He will provide that. He will set it up for us so that we can. Would we trust Him with that? Now The word He uses, lead, in this verse 2 is different than when David said, He leads me on the right paths. And we'll come into that next week. But the, the word David chooses for leading by still waters is nahal, which means to lead with care, to guide to a watering station or a place of rest, to give rest, to guide, to refresh. You know, good shepherds make time for the sheep to stop and to be refreshed. The journey on life, it's 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 consistent. <laughs> How many people have found out each day just kind of rolls on after the next one? And the jobless still rolls on. <laughs> Nobody goes, hey, we so appreciate you have done everything that's been required of you. No child's ever come and said that to their parents. No boss has ever said, you know what? Just take the next week off. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about coming in. We've got it all sorted here. There is a demand constantly on our time. But what if we would let our good shepherd lead us to that quiet water? You know, there's an interesting, um, some commentators say that, that sheep don't like drinking from running water. They actually like still water to drink from. And so often the shepherds would, would, would create a dam that actually stop the flow of the water so that the sheep could come to a place of quiet water of still water rather than that flowing water that's just pushing through could we stop could we stop and maybe part of us learning to rest is to maybe stop up a dam <laughs> maybe it's some of the things that have just been flowing through our lives so quickly, we've just got to say, I'm going to put a stop to that. And I'm going to allow moments with God just to, to be there with Him. We need to listen to the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit beckoning us to stop here. Put the to, to-do list to the side. When I'm spending time with God, I, I, I do have a to-do list. And sometimes I'll jot down some thoughts on the to-do list. But leave that alone. Sometimes we've got to leave that alone and just get before God and enjoy His presence. God is not a relentless taskmaster. He doesn't value us for what we produce. He values us. He's given us work to do, and and, and it's a joy to work and put our hands to the plow and to, to, to work hard. And It's a gift that we were given even before the fall, before sin even entered humanity. We were called to work, and it's a gift but we're also called god knew that we would carry on trying to work so hard and he says i want you also to rest he wants us to lead as jesus describes in matthew 28 jesus says come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden the other versions burnt out on religion come and learn from me come, come and take my yoke upon you walk and step with me I'm going to teach you the unforced rhythms of grace. Another version says, you're going to be able to recover your life. God, I think some of us, if we're honest, we're probably saying, I feel like I'm just losing my life, my passion for life, my passion for my work, my passion even for my family. And I'm losing some of that. Jesus says, come on, yoke yourself to me. Come close to me. Draw deep from these waters and you will recover your life. For some of you, it's not doing more. It's actually doing less and finding a place of rest. Good question to ask is, do I trust my good shepherd to lead me to a place of refreshing? Here's a promise for us as I close. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. I believe rest is all about trust. Do we trust our good shepherd? Do we trust him enough That He knows your task list. He knows your to-do list. He knows all that you want to achieve and all the things that are on your heart to do and all the things that you feel the demand and the pressure to do. He knows all of that. But He also knows that you need rest. Like I said, I'm not going to prescribe what that rest looks like. You have to get before God and find out what that looks like. But the rest, I believe, is getting rid of some of the noise. Finding a way, whatever that looks like, to be with Him, to listen, to drink deep from those still waters. In a moment, I'm going to invite those that maybe you're just saying, I just need to drink from that. Would you come? Let's make this place, let's make this altar a place of quiet water where God would minister to our hearts. But before we do that, many of us won't experience rest until Jesus is our Lord. Until Jesus is our shepherd. Because we can't find rest in the world. The rest, the world will offer a whole lot of things, but it will not give us peace. It will not give us hope. It will not give us a future. Only God gives that to us. We find our purpose in Him. And so this morning, if you don't know the Lord as your shepherd, if you have yet to give your life fully to Him and surrender your heart and everything, say, God, I put my trust in you. I want to give you an invitation right now. I'm going to pray a prayer with every head bowed in this place, a a quiet moment for you to reflect on your relationship with your good shepherd. As I pray this prayer, if you need Jesus as your good shepherd to forgive you of your sin, to wipe your slate clean, to turn from an old way of living and to follow after Him, would you pray this prayer? with me. You can pray it out loud. You can pray it in your heart. God is hearing your prayer this morning. Let's pray. Jesus, my good shepherd, thank you for dying on the cross so that my sins could be forgiven. I ask you to forgive me. I turn from my old way of living And I choose to follow you. Please lead me and guide me into places of righteousness. Thank you for your forgiveness. I receive it today. May you teach me how to drink from these quiet waters. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to just know who's prayed that prayer. I want to celebrate with you. I want to acknowledge you. Uh, just simply by putting your hand up. And as you do that, I'm going to acknowledge your hand. We want to get a Bible in your hand. We want to help you take your next step, part of your journey. We want to celebrate with you this morning. So there's a couple of hands up there, right in the middle. Come on, anyone up there? Anyone around there? In the middle, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Three, anyone else this morning? Up the back there, amazing. Thank you, God. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Come on, let's give God some praise in this place. We praise you, God. We give you glory and honor. Lord for souls being restored in Jesus name. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Centre podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancentre.org.nz.